Does your broker tell you they're managing your retirement money on a daily basis? Really? So when they're on vacation, how does that work? Do they have computers doing their job for them? Is that reliable money management? Is it time you learned how to have reliable retirement income, keeping your principal, and protect your gains with a higher income strategy? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now, higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arif Halaby. This is the Total Financial Hour, your place for news, talk, and information. We always come to you. With good ideas, interest, uh, interesting stories, and look, things that matter to you. One of the biggest mistakes I see in life is people are not planning for the long haul. Right? It happens a lot, especially when you have kids and you're so uh, locked into that moment. You got to pick them up, drop them off. You got to make sure they're clean, clean this, turn around that. And before you know it, you're doing it all over again. I understand it's a difficult time when you're working and you're working by yourself or you're, or you're trying to, to, to reach the goals that. You don't even remember three stoplights back four days ago. Did you stop at the red or was it green? Even this morning, some of you, if I say, you know, that red light that the stoplight that's, you know, right outside. Yeah. Did you stop there today or was it green? I don't know. I just, well, whatever it is, you did it right because you didn't get hit by a car. You didn't receive a ticket. So you did whatever you were supposed to do. But the point is we get into this routine. We get into this never ending circle and if you don't purposely do things to break out of that, then where do you end up? You end up making mistakes, don't you? You end up, in fact, doing the same thing over and over again. And in some of your cases, wasting your life. I don't know if that's, if that's possible. I guess for some people it is, right? If you never reach your full potential. So we're going to talk to people uh, in our daily life, right? At the grocery store, we're going to talk to folks, friends and family, and a lot of people have masks on. I've heard me tell that story. A lot of people are afraid. So what can you do to step out of that? What is happening between our, our, our state and our, our federal political systems at the moment where it's impacting you? What can you do to kind of step out and protect yourself away from some of these crazies? Well, I, I like success stories. I'm sure you do as well. So we're going to get into that as well about your family's future, your finances, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for your future. That's what we try to talk about here. Let me give you the number, 888-99-RETIRE. It's 888-997-3847. Why is it people are leaving California? Why is it that when they wake up, they say they tend to leave? Look, this is probably some of the best weather. If you look back in the last week and you say, wait a second, this is this is the weather? And you know, the far left in the state only competes with the further left. 
There's no longer this push and pull of ideas. If you think Republicans always have good ideas and Democrats always have bad ideas, then you're living under a rock. Right? There's, a, there's good ideas from both sides. Now, there might be 99% of one side that, that is a little bit uh, maybe more extreme at the moment. Right? There is not one for the last at least three years. I want to say four. But there is not one statewide political office that is held by anybody other than a Democrat. You can go dog catcher to governor. And when I say dog catcher and governor, it's kind of the same thing, but with this guy, if you think about it, 100% of the policies, in fact, they have what's called a super majority in the state Senate and in the state assembly, meaning the other side can say whatever they want and nothing can be stopped. 100% of the agenda. So whenever you have that, right, all of us need a little friction. You have to have a challenge. You have to say, I want to do this a little bit better. And then friction at work. I want to be a little bit stronger. I want to learn. But where's the friction in Congress? Where's the friction in, in the state? There really isn't. At least not between the left and the right. It's between the left and the further left. So that pushes the center. It pushes what's called normal. It pushes why people will, will have these conversations uh, uh, about, you know, gender and what are we at? 72 different things you can put on your driver's licenses. And people at the dinner party look at each other and go, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. And common everyday people who are back in that mundane life, going to work, taking care of their families, planning for their future, not remembering whether or not they stopped at that red light. What do they do? Well, you just get rolled over, don't you? But every once in a while, there's a couple people in your life, certainly in mine, that stand up. I don't mean politically. I mean, that would be nice. We always want courage there. But sometimes the courage happens in business, doesn't it? Sometimes the courage happens with getting out and standing on your own and taking a chance. Really, guys, and when I say this, this is the only place in the world. And I've been to 52 countries on five continents. In other words... I have experience, at least in visiting, not living. This is the only place in the world, not the best, not the perfect for everything, but the best to succeed, the best for your freedoms, right? I would say French wine is probably a little bit better than I know my friends up in Napa would disagree, but maybe not. But when you're talking about success and opportunities, maybe there isn't any others out there. So I wanted to introduce a couple of folks to you. Their names might sound familiar, at least one of them, because I want to hear firsthand people, what do they say, the man on the street interviews? These are the the folks that will tell you exactly what's happening. We have uh, a couple of guests, and why they matter to me is because one of them is my cousin, Eddie Hallaby. How are you, Eddie? Hey, Arif. Thanks for having us. Good morning. Known you your whole life. Yeah. I I remember when you were born. He's just a little bit younger than me, maybe a lot more. And we also have Chris Carrion. How are you, Chris? Hey, Eric. Good. How are you? Good. Now, Chris and Eddie have been friends. They're the Carrion Hallaby Group out of Keller Williams in Studio City. Pretty prominent place. I mean, most people know of Studio City because of Universal Studios is, of course, there. But it's right against the Hollywood Hills. It's, it's uh, uh, I, w- I don't know about the most expensive real estate in Southern California, but pretty darn close. Yeah, we like to call it the heartbeat of L.A. It is the heartbeat of L.A. So the Carrie and Hallaby Group, Keller Williams, uh, what do you guys specialize in? What are you guys seeing? Um, so 
we specialize in residential real estate. So, you know, we're, we're the guy that you call when you want to buy a house or sell a house or buy a family member a house or sell a family member's house. So anything real estate related, we can, we can help you or guide you in the right way at least. Now, Eddie, how long have you guys been working in this industry, in this area? Um, well, solo, me and Chris together, uh, we started in real estate about eight years ago. Um, as you know, on our own, but we were still friends ever since college, like we said. But uh, just two years ago, we teamed up to start a team. So it's been two years of us working hand in hand. And Chris, when you started, you started seeing trends from there to now. Eight years ago is a long time. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So eight years ago, we thought that was the tip of the market, but obviously prices have only been going up since then. Um, in the last two years, we've had the most record sales in our careers ever. And this is through COVID time. But the demand is an ultimate high. Uh, so that I think that's the partnership definitely succeeded. Uh, two hands are better than one. Yeah, the reaction to COVID is kind of what we talk about. People say the pandemic. We've had worse diseases uh, just <laughs> down on Skid Row. Look at the tuberculosis and the, uh, the Black Plague that actually exists as we speak. So when they're talking about you know the disease, I see it. But my concern is this. The reaction to COVID pushed a lot of people out of Southern California. They said, listen, if I can work from Wyoming or Tennessee or wherever, why do I have to be here? Absolutely. I agree with that. And uh, like I stated before, I think about 80% of our sellers last year were relocating out of the state. So so if you guys have 80%, Chris, tell me where these people are going. First, we'll start with you know going to Arizona, Nevada, Texas, Florida. Uh, 80% of our sellers comes out to about, I would say, 40, 40 solid families this year that were decided to relocate. Um, and this is for various reasons. You know, it's uh, for them, your money goes a lot further. And uh, some people are just tired of the California, um, you know, laws and how, how things are run over here. And they want a little bit more freedom in the best country that we're in. So as we see that they're moving out of, out of state, where are the buyers coming from, Eddie? Because everybody says, if I'm turning around and selling my house for a record number, somebody's buying it. So that's an interesting question, Arif. Uh, the buyers are coming from, you know, a lot of them are coming from places that are more expensive than L.A., like New York. Uh, so like East Coast people coming into the state. Um, and it kind of goes back to what you were talking about with the whole COVID situation. Um, say, you know, I work in Santa Monica and I rent an apartment in Santa Monica because it's close to work. Now we're in COVID days where I'm working from home. I might look at a place on, you know, East LA, right? In the Northeast LA or in the Valley even now that I don't have to make that commute. Um, my affordability just, or, you know, my, my, uh, available stock opened up in the Valley. Now I can go look for a house a little bit further from where I typically work because I can afford it and it's I'm not worried about that commute anymore. So a lot of those buyers moved within the city. So there's a little bit of shifting around inside of the city. Absolutely. People that are still here, that are still making decisions. Now, in in southern Utah, you've heard me talk a lot about southern Utah. It's one of my favorite places. Uh, we're seeing record numbers of people moving in. We're seeing record numbers of people you know, exiting and going to uh, more rural, almost like Mayberry, if you will, right? Sure. Places where, believe it or not, people are nice. And we had a, we had a friend, we were there recently and and she happened to run out of gas she had her truck full of kids and she's like oh hey you you guys are just down the street can you come by i said yeah we'll be right over we weren't six minutes away and two people had already stopped and one was already going to get a gas can and coming back and she was literally 
stopped on the street. I mean, it was it was incredible. Amazing. Here, people would yell at you for being Absolutely. you know in yeah. the middle of the road. There's still nice people out there. Yeah, it's pretty different. So let's talk about this, uh, Chris. I'm seeing people move. I wanted to get a flavor of the words they're using, the things that they're saying, because it isn't just your 40 or so families. That's a healthy number, but it's in the office. You have a team that works with you. You have other Keller Williams uh, agents that you're talking to. You have other folks. What is that conversation about when it comes to relocating or another family leaving? So it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a pretty simple conversation. It's I can buy... Let's say uh, in California, the buyer, let's just turn to apples, buying apples, right? In California, with what you have money-wise, you can buy one apple. In Texas, Arizona, Nevada, Florida, you can buy three apples with the same dollar. So, so, you know, it's not the moving out of state, it's not even limited to any age. It's just everyone who wants that opportunity. So you're uh, seeing you're seeing this afford- affordability conversation happening, right? How much of it is the political side, the taxes, the the well, regulations of business, that well, kind of I thing? I think it all goes hand in hand. Um, you know, if you're talking to a small business owner who got into small business to you know get ahead in life, uh, this is simply not the state for it. Um, so you see that affordability come into consideration because now you know your dollar doesn't go as far and you're not making as many dollars. So naturally, somebody would want to move to a place where they have a little bit more freedom in their business and can afford more apples. So guys, we're seeing this happen pretty regularly. Now, this means the price of homes are changing and it's not changing a little bit. It's changing a lot. Just in the last year or so, the FHA. So let's talk a little bit about what FHA is because that's a bit of a bellwether in each county. So FHA, Eddie, is the Federal Housing Administration that comes along and says, we're going to kind of give people, especially first-time home buyers, but just about anybody, I guess, a little bit of a leg up. And we're going to help you put, I think, is it 3% down? Yeah, you can come in with as low as 3.5% down. 3.5%. On a down payment. And so what is the price that they will lend up to? So the loan limit, meaning this is your max dollar amount of the loan from the FHA, is 822000 in Los Angeles County. That's and, incredible. And that's because of our price range here, right? Our median home in LA County now is seven fifty. So somebody can come in, well, let's call it an $875,000 house come in with an FHA, put down the difference, mm-hmm. and have the loan for 822 for the entire amount. Correct. Now, what we're seeing today in LA County is those offers really not be looked at so much because you have a lot of people coming in with 20% down or all cash uh, or any, everything in between. So it's very competitive now when you go to the offer table. If you're a buyer coming up against you know five other buyers, and if you're the FHA guy and you got everybody else has 20% down minimum, it doesn't look so good for you. So if I want to come in with an FHA loan, do I have to disclose that at first? Can I say, I'm going to put 20% down in the middle of the loan process? Say, ah, you know what? I changed my you mind. cannot. No, the, the, offer, the offer contract will ask for those specifics. How so much I have to down. stay there. I can't deviate much from that at all. Right. Would it be in good faith? Got it. And they'll, it'll, you know, this, your seller will find out very soon into that. Yeah. Yeah. And say, say this is a breach of contract. Right. If I want to, to bail, I can do that. Absolutely. So you have to come in pretty hard. Best offer, come yeah. in with the story. Especially in LA County. Yeah. We just had a client actually close on a property in uh, Pomona, which is a little bit out there. Still LA County, but on the you know border of San Bernardino. Um, and we were able to get them an FHA offer approved and accepted. So you know it really varies by city. And the closer you get to metropolitan LA, the harder it is because that's the metro center, right? 
So, Eddie, are you guys finding that some of the wealthier folks that that have already lived or or even moved and are coming back, but maybe they're buying vacation homes in, on the coast or oh, absolutely, so they could be here in just a bit? Now, Chris, I've got a question for you. These people that are coming back, do you find any folks that say six months ago, six years ago, five years ago, I moved out of California, I can't handle it, I'm coming back to California? Absolutely not. You haven't seen that? No. So my actual biggest client of this year sold, they own a holdings company of about 40, 50 homes, and all of them are located in prime Southern California, those Feliz Hollywood Hills, Studio City areas. Um, They actually chose to liquidate about half their portfolio and reinvest in Nevada. So they were able to multiply their assets by just doing that. They're not turning around. They're not. They don't. They're happy. They're not even thinking about so coming back. So five homes they sell here for ten homes there. Exactly. Example. So five homes they sell here. They buy ten over there. Uh, the property tax is extremely lower. The income. There is no income tax. Uh, it's a great business all around. Move plus they have. They get to live a better life. Wow, Eddie. We're, a lot of people are afraid about the bubble. They every time they turn around, we think the bubble's coming. Right. What do you see in especially in Southern California real estate? So. You know, it's a little bit different than our last crash, right? If we look back into 2006 and 2007, you know, we were giving people money that really couldn't afford it. Uh, This time around, you know, we hope that our banking system won't fail us. Um, But to speak about forecasting, uh, you know, these prices have to stop somewhere, right? We've seen an increase year over year, and we are starting to see them level out. Um, I don't foresee a, a big decrease, but we will see it. To, we will see a cooling, um, and that's just going to be affected by more supply. Hopefully, people new new builds coming on the market and just people coming out of that COVID uh, time to sell their home. Maybe they were holding off. So as more inventory comes on the market, we'll see you know the prices kind of just stabilize. That's what we're expecting. So what I'm thinking is some of the folks that move to some of the hotter or the colder climates may have a vacation home or may have some other assets and say, I'm going to keep a place. Yeah. On the coast or down in Marina del Rey or Absolutely. back and forth. So that'd be interesting to see if there's any of those second home purchases that are happening here. I feel like whoever can afford it will keep a home in California just to have that weather, right? That that home to come back to, to retreat to. Um, but if you're, you know, the everyday average Joe, you can't really afford to have multiple properties. Yeah. So you're going to trade up and trade into another state and maybe not look back. The, yeah. the clients that just sold and moved to Nevada do have kept their original primary home here. They had the privilege to do that. You know, guys, we've talked about this, and in the, in the second half of the hour, we're going to talk about some of the things to do to make sure that you, if you choose to leave California, what are some of, I call it dirty tricks, but the state of California is doing to make sure that you are no longer a resident here, and some of the new terms that they are using. It's amazing how a, a bureaucrat, if you will, can make up stories, change the English language to take your money. So we'll do that here in the second half of the hour. Continuing with Eddie Hallaby and Chris Carrion. Chris and Eddie were, are part of the Carrion Hallaby Group. It's a Keller Williams uh, right here in Southern California in the Studio City area. When I talk to them, uh, obviously Eddie is my cousin, Eddie Hallaby. Um, but it, he's an expert in what he does. And it matters a lot because both him and Chris have been in this business long enough to see before the craziness and after. And where is that trend going? What are you seeing? So as an expert in the real estate area, specifically the Southern California, Los Angeles County area, Eddie, where are you finding that the price point is starting to push back where you're getting less offers? Where 
where it just kind of slows down a bit. Yeah, you know, it's it's happening all over. As you know, LA is a huge place, LA County, and you have you know different uh, sub cities now, like Santa Clarita, and you know other places in the county. Um, I think we are starting to see these prices stabilize. We just had a listing in you know Woodland Hills, um, and you know we expected you know seven offers, just like on every other listing we had, uh, but we only only had three. So that was kind of an indicator to us that hey, this might be you know, cooling a bit, not detrimentally. We still had three offers. You know, the house was sold, but, you know, over the summer and last year, we saw some places have 20 offers. Amazing. Uh, so that's a good indicator that tells us, hey, okay, maybe there's a little bit of a less buyers in that price range. Uh, it's still healthy, but not the craziness we saw in the last year or two. And, you know, Chris, if people want to stay in Southern California, if they're buying a house here, do you recommend this letter writing thing? Uh, I'm starting to hear that happen a bit more where they're writing a letter, giving pictures. This is our family story. We want the house for this reason. You know, I think that's uh, the the main reason of our success in Los Angeles. It's all about who you know and who knows you. And that is uh, that's the X factor. So I think that has been our strong suit is our relationships and connections to all of these agents that are here uh, moving and shaking. And that has given us the leverage to get so many offers accepted. The letter can be read if the agent likes you and knows you. If uh, they don't and you're just a number, they're probably not going to really read it and it's not going to make that much of an impact. So, you know, I would say stick to the basics, right? Uh, Relationships, who knows you, who you know, and that's how you can get the deal across and complete it for your client. How often are you sitting and talking to your client and saying, listen, I know you want to spend this price on this house, but it's just it's just not going to get you even in the door. Are you having that conversation saying you need to raise the price up? And how much pushback are you getting from your from your clients? Yeah, uh, look, the clients are not really pushing back. Uh, if they want uh, something, they're, uh, they will do whatever it takes. But now let's be real. We're cha- the clients, every buyer in Los Angeles, well, majority are chasing the opportunity to own a backyard. And I think that is a very, very big want and has turned into a need with the COVID atmosphere and everyone living from home. So how much would someone pay for a little backyard space to call it their own and have their peace and serenity and barbecue and have their dog run um, and have the kids run? What is that worth to someone? And uh, that's why we don't have pushback on price. It's more of if we give all we have, would this get accepted? So a lot of that, that's interesting that really the backyard has become kind of that uh, gold yeah. in the story. The backyard right. is the American dream right now in LA. Wow. Yeah. Especially, I think, as you mentioned with COVID, uh, the reaction to COVID shut down restaurants, it, it shut down movie yeah. theaters, and you really are stuck. People spent a lot more time in their homes, so you needed more things to do at home or more space. And what does your typical client look like, Eddie, when they come knocking on your door, when they, when they refer to you? Is it husband, wife, two small kids? What are you seeing? Uh, we see a range of uh, of clients and you know demographics, but I think one thing that they all have in common is that they're all hardworking. Uh, you know, most people, you know, they didn't stumble upon a property; they worked hard to purchase it. So you know, they have pride of ownership, um, or you know, they're a buyer and they want to ch- achieve that goal of owning something and and not renting, maybe wasting their money on rent. Um, so you know, they they come from all walks of life and. You know, be growing up in L.A. area our whole lives where, you know, we had we, we grew up with everybody from different demographics and and backgrounds. So it's just like, you know, talking to our neighbors. 
And are you seeing that a lot of the folks that are buying houses are doing it with two incomes or required to do it with two incomes? Most of the time, I'm sure. Yeah, it's like a part, you know, husband and wife or, you know, sometimes parents step in to co-sign for their kids. See a lot of that happening, which is a great thing as well. Uh, But it just depends. You know, everybody has a different uh, background. So it's not as typical as the the story of old, at least not in Southern California. No. The reason, guys, that this matters to you and our listeners in Southern Utah and other places, the reason this matters to you a lot is simply because what you're getting is the aftermath. You've heard me tell you before, especially in different parts of the United States, if you're in Texas, if you're in Nevada, and you live there and your conservatives going there. Do not take your politics or your ideas of how the government should regulate every single thing that you think and talk about. Don't take that with you. It ruined where you came from. Don't let it ruin where you're going. And a lot of you need to understand this because if you understand the mindset of those that are selling or coming your way or those that are that are already creating an opportunity to live in their to change their life, to live next to you. Well, first of all, remember they're political refugees by and large. And second of all, never let the progressives get a foothold in your city council, in your school district. They will ruin it. From your water district, I'm telling you they will. I can give you a million stories. When we come back, guys, how is California chasing you? Even if you leave, how are they trying to find out where you are? How do they make sure they get their peace? I'll be right back. I'm Eric Hallaby, the total financial hour, triple eight ninety nine retire. That's eight eight eight. 997-3847. Be right back. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now Arif has a plan for me, higher income strategy. I'll retire comfortably, thanks to Arif Halaby. Now every dollar's Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Halaby. Total financial hour. Talking about your family's finances, of course, getting out of debt, managing money, planning for the future, and that's... Uh, Well, for many of you, the future is not including your residence in California. So we've been talking to uh, the Carrie and Hallaby group guys from Keller Williams. Why this matters is because they are experts in relocating. And I wanted to get it right from the street. The guys that are working day to day with people, with you that are selling your home and many of you leaving the state of California, Eddie Hallaby and Chris Carrion. Chris, tell me a little bit when people are leaving the state. Are they keeping businesses behind? Are they they retiring? Are they relocating their business? Are you seeing anything like that? Yeah, you know, I see both. Uh, they do keep their businesses because it's already established. But uh, you know, they they've learned to you know put their business on businesses on autopilot here, and then go on to the new state and reduplicate it. So that that's kind of the trend that we see. So that's an interesting part. So Eddie, I want to tell you a story about a, a client that moved to Nevada. Mm-hmm. And they get a knock on the door. Now, listen, they're they're not there full time, so they're back and forth, uh, six months and a day plus or minus here, right? Maybe six to, six months and a week. Right. But they document everything. In so fact, secondary residence. Yes, and they use credit cards to indicate, and I'm here, right? So as soon as they cross the California border, they hit the gas gasoline. As soon as they cross the Nevada border, they hit the gasoline. 
Uh, and they say, see, this is my moment of time. Charge, charge, charge. They mm-hmm. use that as kind of a... A marker. Marker and a record. Mm-hmm. They get a knock on the door. Huh? Hi, yes, yes. Hi, we're from the Census Bureau. Like, oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, we just have some questions. It's when they're in Nevada. We have some questions. Uh, we we're, we're want to discuss uh, some things that were left out or whatever. Okay, great. They show their little Census Bureau from the Federal Census Bureau IDs, start asking questions, and they have a little dog, and ruff, ruff, ruff. Oh, my gosh, it's so cute. Where do you guys go to a vet? We just got a dog, and I'm trying to find a nice vet. And they go, oh, the vet is down the street. Okay. A couple questions. Oh, my gosh, your nails are so beautiful. Where do you get your nails done, says the lady. Oh, you get them done over here. Oh, and then the guy says, oh, that's great, you know. And after a minute, they say, you guys aren't from the Census Bureau, are you? They said, no. And then, poof, a different badge pops out, and they say, We're from the California Franchise Tax Board because no longer is it just six months in a day or six and a half months or whatever people might do. It's called home is where the heart is, which means where do you go to your dentist? You get your hair done, your pharmacy, your pet uh, veterinarian. Where are you going to do your day to day uh, events? Of course, registering to vote, driver's license, car registration. That was normal. But if you left a home back in California or a commercial business back in California and you're back and forth, the state seems to think, well, you know what, even though you're gone for six months plus, maybe you're not really gone. So we're starting to see the the state get very aggressive. In fact, we had one client who was approached by the Franchise Tax Board and they came with a list of pinging his cell phone. And they said, your cell phone was in these locations at this time when you said you were in Florida. So why is it that you say that you're in Florida when your cell phone was here doing this? He said, well, I came back for a trip and, you know, I was visiting and whatever, whatever. So the state of California is getting very aggressive. Is this something, Eddie, when you talk to your clients that they're conscious of? They're like, okay, I got to start planning. I got to make sure that I'm gone before. I don't care what it takes. I need to be gone by May so I can sell my house. Are you are you feeling any of that? Uh, <clears throat> I'm just heard about this so it's not something that they want you to know or that they're advertising or saying hey warning if you leave california and leave this behind you're uh, liable yes so it's yeah it's uh, something that not a lot of people know about you know what we're getting behind the scenes is a lot of customers a lot of clients are coming to us and and uh, i mean look whenever any law is put together there's always people trying to figure out how to right work around it, right mm-hmm. whatever it is sure just deal with it every day and part of that is they're saying, listen, I'm going to only use debit cards or well, I'm going to use burner phones. Mm-hmm. And you take normal Americans that want to travel or see their daughter sometimes a little more and they have to check their stopwatch and, you know, midnight comes and the right. horses are going to turn back into mice and right. they have to run across the ding, dong, dong before the, <laughs> before right. the bell <laughs> hits midnight. It almost seems like it's become a game. I just I'm wondering if the man on the street, so to speak. The customer is feeling the same kind of pressure or is it only after they get caught or after there's a franchise tax board, which is the state of California's IRS investigation? Do you see that? Yeah, I can I can imagine that they're maybe looking out for people who have a business left back in California because there's income being generated in the state. Sure. So I could see how those people are target versus, you know, the retiree who just leaves the state. Yeah. And look, guys, I want to be clear. If you make money in the state of California, you should pay your taxes in the state of California. I mean, 
I used to believe this when I was a Los Angeles policeman that uh, the reason we had to give tickets to your car registration when you either didn't pay your car registration or you were from another state because they told me to tell you when I'm 22 years old, hey, the reason we have to ticket you is because everybody else's goes up because you're not paying your fair share. And I believe that. And I wrote a lot of those tickets uh, because my car registration personally was high. Right. Right. Except the truth today is these guys are so darn corrupt in California in the, in the state government, and they steal so much money. They lied about the lottery. I don't know if you're familiar with that, how the lottery was supposed to be for the children. Right. It's for the kids. Schools or mm-hmm. schools. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what they did is they stole that money, reduced the school budget, replaced it with the lotto, and said, sorry, there's right. no budget for the... <laughs> yeah. Our school budget keeps going down, doesn't it? It's incredible. <laughs> and the quality. We're number 45, I believe, out of 50 states. 45 out of 50. Yeah. So a lot of that means that a lot of the younger people, younger families with little kids, are you seeing some of them move maybe before their families get started? I get it, retirees. That's, of course, mostly what I deal with. Retirees picking up and moving to Tennessee or to Florida or to Texas or Nevada. Yeah, yeah we actually just had a client out of Palmdale that, uh, you know, work from home situation and uh, they're like why are we living in palmdale anymore we have this big old house they have two small children we're barely you know scraping by here uh so they went to colorado wow we're able to get a nice home nice neighborhood good schools um and they work from home and they're going to raise their family now in colorado from the advent of email to fedex the advent of you know the amazon and and grocery delivery and pharmacy delivery and almost anything you can do to, to have delivered I don't know why this, the, the inner cities, I don't mean inner cities as in you know, ghetto type things, but I mean the inner cities, the deep part where you have to go downtown to the 17th floor and, mm-hmm. and go across the subway. Why do they even exist anymore? It, it's going to be a shift, I think. Yeah, yeah I was we're already there, seeing it. There is no, there's no more inner city uh, in Los Angeles. I think uh, you know, Los Angeles' problem is everyone is priced out of the city. And for you to live close to where you work, which is the most important thing, has become an impossibility. It's why the the outskirts became so popular, right? right? Whether you were out in Cedar and moved into the St. George area to to go to work because you could finally find a place to live. And before that, it was Hurricane. And and, and bigger backyards over there, right? That's right. There you go. Two acres, five. You wanted land. But as that started, that, that move started happening, a lot of people are saying... I don't really need to spend an hour and a half on the road each day. No. I can back off. So what what the state of California is doing, uh, let's be clear on this, guys. Just because you moved away, you need to meet with your tax preparer, your CPA, and be very clear on how you are earning your income, not just where you are earning your income. Because there's earned income and unearned income. That means one is you go to work, and that's based on where the job is. So interesting enough, when the franchise tax board people who are undercover in uh, the Henderson and, and Las Vegas area, when they go knocking on your door, guess where they live? Uh, that's right. Nevada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are they doing in Nevada? Uh, yeah. And they <laughs> don't pay any taxes on their income in Nevada. And they're fighting for you to pay your taxes back to the state of California so they can get their paycheck. It seems a little bit, oh, I would say conflict of interest. Just about. Absolutely. So here's what we're finding, guys. I want you to be clear on, on two things. One is your new state is not going to fight for you. Whether you go to Texas or whether you go to Colorado, they don't fight, meaning 
it isn't as if they're going you're going to say no i belong to this state and california says no you belong to us and then you think you're going to sit in the backyard and, and let the two fight over you it's not how it works they both will will separate your life if you owe taxes to them and you will pay accordingly uh there is an office of tax appeals and let me give you a decision it's called the decision of blair s bindley Okay, in the matter of Blair S. Bindley, B-I-N-D-L-E-Y, O-T-A. I'll give you the case number. Uh, well, I'll just let you look it up. The case number is long. It's a non-resident sole proprietor performed all of their services outside of California. However, some of the customers were located, guess where? In California. Now, some. Now, is that enough for the poor guy to atta- uh, attract California tax liability? Yes. So what does that mean? It means there's a lot of push and pull. There's a lot of real case law that is fighting back and forth. Some of you have heard, oh, well, California is going to tax you for five years or 10 years after you leave the state. They cannot do that. That's unconstitutional. Oh, the state of California is going to tax police officers when they leave for their pensions. Can't do that. Unconstitutional. Now, there are some nuances. You have rental property still in the state of California. I have a friend that moved. He was so upset with the state. He sold everything. Before it was high. And he just said, I don't want anything to do. I have nothing left in the state of California. I am out. So there are people like that. Whether it's it's the right business move or not, they're just frustrated and they take their business elsewhere. I want you to think of this. For many of you, you have family and friends that are still left behind in California or or will be. There's nothing wrong with you coming back and visiting. Of course, this isn't prison. This isn't, you know, the Eastern Bloc of the Soviet Union. This is simply common sense. If you have income that is unearned, 401k, rental property, uh, pension, social security, it's where you live. Now, the little asterisk next to the rental property is sometimes California says that you have to pay taxes on that, which means you may have to file a tax return. I'm not going to get too complicated. What's the end of the story? You meet with a tax professional. You meet with a financial professional and you say, how do I plan? And right now you need to be doing this before the end of the year. While there's still time to make a move, while there's still time to make adjustments. Because if you think you're going to do this in April, they're going to say, well, we could have done this and we could have done that. You need to do it before the end of the year. Otherwise, you're going to end up, I think, with a lot of regrets. Continuing with Eddie Hallaby and uh, Chris Carrion, Keller Williams Group out of uh, Studio City, California. Uh, real quick, guys, you're listening to me, Arif Halby. I want to give you an update. The total financial hour, you need my phone number. It's 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Eddie Halaby and Chris Carrion. It's the Carrion Halaby Group out of Studio City. Uh, Chris, your phone number, how do people get a hold of you guys? How do, how, if they say, you know, I want you to give an evaluation on my property or I'm thinking about moving out, how do folks get a hold of you, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. My number is 818-445-9760. That's my direct line. And also feel free to, you know, Instagram is very, very big these days. So feel free to add me at luxury underscore real estate LA. And uh, either way is the best way to get a hold of me. And we also have another number for you guys, uh, 818-324-7308. Yep, that's me. Okay. So that's the two guys. What I want you to do, folks, send me an email, uh, and I'll get you their information if you have questions. I'm going to give it to you again in a minute, so grab your pen and paper if you're 
wanting their phone number. It's the Carrion Hallaby Group, Keller Williams, Chris Carrion, and Eddie Hallaby. Eddie, when we're talking about folks wanting to move outside of California, uh, do you recommend they buy the other house first or sell this house first? What is the process? What's the procedure? So most people, Arif, you know, they can't afford to buy another house without selling the current one they live in. Uh, so most of our sellers that we talked about li- that left the state last year, we helped with that very process. Uh, so the first step is to put your house on the market here. Uh, so your current home has to be marketed for sale. And, you know, so if you get a bunch of, off- a bunch of offers, we accept one, but we accept it on a contingency that you're going to find your new house and close on your new house concurrently. So that way you're not homeless. So that means the the purchase would not happen if the sale of your home in California does not happen. So we protect you from all angles. Um, and also, you know, so it's and concurrent means at the same time. So at the same time that your home in California sells, that's the day. Well, two days after that, your your purchase in the other state would close as well. So it comes all hand in hand and we make sure we protect you from A to Z all throughout the process in order to make sure there's minimum, if any, risk at all to you, the home buyer. So we're seeing this, Chris, where people are doing things called a rent back. Correct. What does that mean? Well, a lot of these, uh, since this market's so competitive, right, uh, buyers almost have to give their seller some time in the home after the close of escrow so that they can get their affairs in their new community or you know new house uh, and move. Right? Some people need at least a month of that. So we see it very common right now where buyers are giving the seller a rent back for a month or even 60 days after the close so that they can move and you know get everything situated. And sometimes they're paying, if you will, the mortgage and sometimes they're not. Correct. It just depends on how competitive that uh, house was or to those offers, right? Some people are given free rent backs, um, at least for a month. But then we see if it's going to take longer than a month, the sellers are okay with paying the buyer's mortgage for one month uh, after that. So, you know, it's a combination. So that gives you guys time. It gives you time to make a decision, gives you time to go and relax and find the place. I want to give you my recommendation when it comes to trying to find a place to live and retire. I call it mini vacations. Look, Market Watch, I'm not a fan of everything on every website or everybody or everybody, right? So I love it when people do something on Twitter and then they say, oh, he retweeted a thing. Well, maybe six lines of that was something that person agreed with, but the rest wasn't. And now we got to cancel them. That's it. Person's an evil. So don't do that. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. On Market Watch, there's some really good things and there's some not so good things. Here's the good thing. MarketWatch.com, it's a CBS company. There's a place where, where do you retire? Now, I don't mean, let's hear a story about somebody in the south of Portugal, or, oh, well, let's find out about Belize. No, 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 I don't talking about that. It's a survey. You go in and you click, and it's a map of the United States. You can pick three states. By doing that, it's you, so let's say you say, oh, there's three different states that I want to live in. And then you answer a series of questions. What's important to you? What isn't important to you? And then it selects the region, the city or the county of each of those states that you selected. Now, you can leave the entire United States open. I don't recommend it because you get some really obscure places that you would never live. So where do you want to live? Is it uh, Texas, Tennessee, and Utah? All right. You click on those and it will tell you what matches you have based on hospitals. What size of community do you want? Are you interested in outdoor activities? 
uh, certain political affiliations or religious affiliations. And it goes through and it scans those communities. It ranks them. And that is what I want each of you to do. You and your partner, you and your spouse, you sit down. Each of you do it separately. I mean, you have to agree on the three states. Then, based on what you want, there will be an overlap. So there's 10 that pop up for each. Let's say there's four cities that are overlapped that came in with both of your recommendations. Guess what you do? You take many vacations there. You leave on a Thursday morning. You take a couple of days off of work. You drive or fly there. You spend until the following Tuesday. So you get a weekend. You get some weekdays. You see some traffic. Figure out what side of the town you want to live in, if it's even the right place. I want you to visit in the summer, in the winter, in the fall. You have to understand what's happening with the community. Do your research ahead of time. Because a lot of people, we just had a, a, a couple uh, clients, right? They moved to the south of, uh, sorry, the north of Portugal. They love it, right? Both of them decided it was a great place to live. They sold everything. They, they got cashed out of a big pension plan. They loved it. Except they're coming back. They said, Portugal's a beautiful place. We've been here. We bought a house for two years. We've been here. It's time to return. Right? Politically, they were not a fan of President Trump. So halfway through his term, they said, we're out of here. We're leaving this country. And they, instead of uh, the disingenuous threats that come from our, our celebrities, right? We're leaving. If so-and-so gets elected, we're leaving. Well, surprise, they're still here. Right? Madonna, we can still tell you have a fake accent. There's nothing that changes with your little fake English accent. <laughs> we know you live in Bel Air. We see your house. Right? Except this couple, right? A couple of guys, they said, listen, we got married here in California because they, they uh, allowed gay marriage. We're happy. We just don't like this president. We're leaving. So they left. Great people. Been good clients. We communicate. We work at different hours of the day because of the time change. And they're coming back. I share that with you so that you understand that sometimes when you go all in, and I told them, guys, I told them, and I told them, I want you to go there and rent and spend six months. See if you like it, if the people fit your needs, right? If the, the food, because everybody's romantic about the honeymoon, right? The first, oh, look how beautiful. Oh my gosh, look at that. Did you see that? Watch out. Wow, wow, wow. There's always that. And then after a while, you go to work and you don't notice anything, or you go to the beach and you don't notice anything. So you, I want you to do those practice vacations, okay? By selecting the place to go, you're going to narrow down the whole world. By spending weeks at a time or a week at a time at least, do you want to be on the south side or the east side? Where do you go to the store? Where do you get your hair done? Where do you go to, the, the, to church or the charities or the places you like to visit or play? That decides what side of town. I'll tell you because we looked at a place in one community, my wife and I, and where we wanted to go was uh, was in one part of the town. Except when we stayed in a hotel there, we could tell that our vacation home was, if we were to be up there, we're going to have to fight traffic. It's one way in and out. Snow Canyon, most of you know that place. Like, are you kidding? Everybody is on the freeway. I'm sorry, on the highway. And you can't go more than about 30 or 35 miles an hour. And the police are there, man. They're just writing tickets left and right. So everybody's going slow. And we're like, we just got to get right over there. We see it. It's right there. So we said, we're not going to buy in that area. We're staying away from Ivan's as much as I love it. It's beautiful. But a lot of what we were doing was on the west side or the, sorry, the east side or the south. And we just couldn't do it. Okay. So do that. Spend some time. If you have 
the ability to do that, it makes life easier. Here's the cost per thousand. It's about uh, sorry, $430 per month per 100000 that you borrow, depending on your credit. Okay, you want to borrow 300000 It's three times $430 a month. You want to borrow 500000 It's five times $430 a month. Just a rule of thumb. You're going to be plus or minus. Guys, one of the things that I'm thinking, uh, and real quick as we finish up this hour of the program, guys, Chris Carrion and Eddie Hallaby from the Carrion Hallaby Group, Keller Williams Studio City, 818-324-7308. And Chris, I'll have you give your number in just a second as well. But Eddie, I had a question for you. Do you ever, if if I'm coming to you and saying, I want to buy that house that's up on the hill, that big one. Do you, do you do a pre-qualification and say, well, we'll see if you can even afford it, Eric? Of course. That's probably the key to starting the process. And luckily, we have you know uh, lenders uh, and local banks. Uh, Loan Depot is a, a good one or your local you know, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Um, but yeah, that's the first place we send them. Please go get pre-approved so we know what you can afford and what your payment looks like. You were just talking about payment. And uh, a lot of people buy based on what their payment looks like, not the price of the home, Sure. what your payment's going to look like, what you can afford every month when you get your, you know, your paycheck. Um, so that's probably the key. And once they have that, it's like the golden ticket. Then we can take you shopping. Yes. You know, it used to be, guys, when you went to go buy a car, you'd walk in and you'd say, how much is that Ford Mustang? Oh, Ford Mustang is $2,700. Oh, okay, I'll take it. Right. And then all of a sudden, this thing called a payment came in. And now try to go buy a car. How quickly do the car salespeople turn around and flip you into a monthly payment? Hey, how much is that uh, Chevy Corvette? Oh, how much can you afford per month? Well, no, no, no. But like how much is the car? Right. But how much can you afford a month? Right. As soon as homes have crossed this magic number, it's become that how much can you afford per month? Correct. Right. So, Chris, give me your number one more time. And then I have a question for you as well about the purchase process. Absolutely. It's 818-445-9760. Perfect. So when we're dealing with this regular process of me coming in and saying, I want to buy a house, what percentage of the time are you getting people disappointed saying, I, I, I think I can afford a million dollars, I can do it. And the lender says, sorry, Eric, it's 800000 If it's their first time experience buying a house, uh, I would say pretty high percentage. <laughs> yeah. Pretty high percentage because, uh, you know, what's the saying? Uh, you want champagne on a beer budget in Los Angeles. And that's that's kind of tough. So that disappointment, guys, how do you avoid it? You go to the Carrie and Hallaby Group, 818-324-7308, or just give me a call. My number again, 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for being with us this hour of the program. If you have any questions, concerns, I'm here for you. Your place for news, talk, and information. You have a wonderful day. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.